Hello, and welcome to Let's Sip and Talk with Freema. Today we have um, Cal Casey on. He's going to share his journey with us. Um, he is a former NBA player, a model, and he was actually a graduate at, from Harvard University. So he's just going to share his journey. Again, these interviews, these talks are for motivation so you guys can get the oomph our children, our younger generation need to let them know that, hey, you too can do it. Um, can you guys hear me well? Um, somebody give me a thumbs up, let me know. All right, great, great, great. So let's see. Hello, Melvin, how are you doing on this good Sunday? All right, so we'll just wait for him to come on so we can go ahead and add him on and, and you know, share, let him share some of his good deeds with us, his journey, the good, the bad, the ugly. So let's see. Did anyone cook dinner today on this good Sunday? Y'all ready for the work week? I think I am, I don't know. I have no choice but to be right. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing well. That's good. That's good. First and foremost, I thank you so much for coming on that sip and talk with Prima. Just to, you know, share your journey, give us a little feedback, a little motivation, especially with everything that's going on. Mm -hmm, in the world. Mm -hmm. So, Mr. Kyle, tell us a little <laughs> about yourself. Uh, so, my name's Kyle Casey. For those of you that don't know, um, I was born in Bremerton, Washington, um, on a Navy base, actually, but ended up growing up uh, the majority of my life in Louisiana and Massachusetts, which are, you know, two very different uh, environments. And uh, okay. so, you know, um, you know, Louisiana had a big effect on my life just coming up, um, you know, just mostly black community, um, being raised down South, a lot of racism, a lot of just going through things at a young age that most people shouldn't go through and things like that. And then moving up to Boston, I moved to the suburbs of Massachusetts. So it was like, okay, so yeah, like it was like, I moved up. I saw like, you know, cows and horses grazing and well, it was like moving to China for me. So, you know, just at a young age, I feel like I was exposed to two very different cultures that made me want to explore more. Um, okay. And just, you know, kind of, I saw more than what most people growing up in Louisiana saw already just because I moved. So, um, so how would you say that affected you, you know, in your life today? As me far as in my life, just, uh, I, I would say an appreciation for society. Um, and I know that's kind of hard to say in times like this, but just in terms of just like having the ability to see more of the world, um, just because like throughout my life, I've been around the world you know, multiple times at this point. So um, I think that, I think that was sparked at a young, that's probably one of the biggest things uh, about why I would even start my story like that, because um, I, I feel like I'm a very like worldly person in terms of like, just trying to explore um, and being open to different ideas and things like that as well. So, um, but, you know, fast forward to Massachusetts, um, kind of grew up in a, very suburban town, um, wanted to kind of, you know, get back to a little bit of my culture. Um, mm -hmm. And so, you know, found my way into the city of Boston um, and started playing basketball at a very young age. Um, 
I was a pretty successful basketball player. Um, okay. You know, uh, in high school, I was, you know, probably top 150 in my class or so. Um, played on a really good team. We traveled every weekend and, you know, traveling every weekend, we were sponsored, um, had the Nike sponsorship and like things like that. When you're, when you're exposed to that at a young age and you're working really hard coming from where I'm, I come from, it's just like, it just gives you more hunger, more motivation to, you know, keep building, keep building. And, um, I would say like the biggest part of my story is, is like choosing where to go to college. I was, and that's what that I was to ask. for me and mm-hmm. um that was that was crazy because you know you're young and you know you're, you're very successful and everything like that so you you think you're the man you, you're not really humbled <laughs> when you're you know but for real you're not really humbled when you're 16 17 when when you're making these big life decisions and right um, I would say one of the biggest things for me was just being blessed with a circle around me to to help me just embrace the bigger picture. Um, and so that was that was great for me, them holding me up, them being able to just say, like, you know, calm down. You're, you're good, but you're not all that, you know, just mm-hmm. bring you back down to earth. And so I ended up going to Harvard, um, okay. which for me was like the last school I would go to, honestly. Really? Um, Why would yeah. you say that? Um, you know, I was always smart. I, I had really good grades. I always wanted to get a good education in college, mm-hmm. but like I hooped and coming from just my generation, like most the, the, the most frequent question I got was, do, do they have a team? Like, you know right. what I mean? And like, <laughs> that's the same thing I, I was saying when they called me and I remember the first time they called me, I laughed them off the phone almost. Wow. Like, just like, <laughs> I was standing right next to one of my best friends in high school. Uh, his name's Derek Ritos. And I was like, yo, guess who just called me, bro? Just like Harvard. Like, I'm not going there. Like, I want to go to play basketball, you know? But right. um, honestly, uh, the head coach there, he was he was really good. Um, a black guy, his name's Tommy Amaker. Um Harvard was not in the tournament or really known or anything um, since like 1946 or something before we went there. And he had he had come there and he just had a vision of of building Harvard to I mean essentially what we kind of ascended to to present day basketball, which is Harvard basketball. But we uh, he had a vision of that, and you know he he had me in a, as a centerpiece to that, not the centerpiece, but, you know, a crucial part of that. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, like I had my mind set on bigger basketball schools and, you know, it was my circle that really just made me humble myself and, and see it for what it was, which is, you know, a great life opportunity um, right. and a, a chance to do something different that, you know, most black men don't get a chance to do, right. to be honest. Absolutely. And, and like, you know, when you when you take a step back, you look at the bigger picture, you look at who's presenting it to you and how much they believe in it um, and how much they want you to be a part of something they believe in so much. Right. That's powerful. And then like when like, I don't know when it is, but like when it hits you as a 16, 17 year old, you're like, oh, yeah, I got to go. Like, you got to go and do that. Like, it's wow. something that you want to that you want to like embrace and see where that journey takes you so um for me i think that was like 
a great decision for me in my life. Uh, just coming from, I say, like I made it from the hood to Harvard, pretty much. So okay. that's like that's like a blessing. Um, and so that's like, amazing when you when you take all that and then like you you go there and then like you manifest exactly what you guys say you were going to do like. I came in with a bunch of guys, but like I ended up being on one of the first black, all black starting lineups in Ivy League history. Um, oh, wow. We, we, we like broke records at Harvard. And I mean, I know we're talking about Harvard, but to be one of the first to do something at Harvard is, right. is that's, something that's in this awesome. world. Yeah, we get a lot of love from alumni just for like coming in there and, and doing what we set out to do. So, um, I mean, just in terms of my story, I would say that that's that's just been a big key for me is just always just staying true to who I am and staying the course. Um, right. I mean, I went through a lot as a, you know, I, I briefly said, you know, I grew up in Louisiana, this and that, but mm-hmm. like there, there's a lot that goes on just growing up in such different environments, um, coming up here and speaking different and then being the only like one of the handful of black people that has a thick 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 southern accent in a white suburban boston town like there's a lot of things that you just deal with uh on the everyday just surface level let alone just internalizing as a as a young black boy as a male in general just as a kid in general and there's different levels and aspects to to how you have to process just going through life. And mm-hmm. I think it was, I mean, it was a blessing for me really to just have a, a wide range of experiences and right. it's an interest to, um, you know, now that I've become a professional and I'm, I've literally traveled the world. I've played in mm-hmm. China and Japan and Europe wow. and all over the world um, in Israel. So oh, I've wow. really been all over the world and gotten to see a lot of cool places and like had a, a different level of appreciation for just being able to exist in a place like right. that, let alone do something that I love, let alone do something I love and get paid to do it. And exactly, you know, like it's just a lot of levels of appreciation that like if you really sit back and, and, and look at the bigger picture, like you might have some road bumps, but overall you're in an uptrend you know so absolutely how did you as a young age you know how did you stay grounded how did you stay uh, on a on a straight path you know you wanted to hoop you know you wanted to play basketball how did you keep your mindset there Um, a lot of people stray away i mean i'm not gonna say i didn't stray at any point i mean everyone i don't maybe not everyone but a lot of people lose sight of what and why they're doing things um but, you know, in high school, I was just really focused on, mm-hmm. on you know, just making it, making it D1, making it to a good school. So, you know, that was a little bit easier. And in terms of just like being young and dumb, everyone makes their mistakes. So I had to, I had to, you know, learn some tough lessons at a, at a young age. But um, something that my coach, it's probably two things that my coach uh, said to me. Um, when he first started recruiting me, the very first time I ever I ever met my college coach, I was still in high school. He was like, hi, I'm Coach America. He went down like two or three sentences. And the first thing, real thing he said, I don't drink, I don't smoke, but I'll curse your ass out. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to get the best out of you. It might be uncomfortable, but you're going to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right. And it's going to make you great. So it's going to 
you know, that, that really stuck with me. And then something else he used to always say was, you got to do everything with a passion and a purpose. And right. I mean, he had, he had a million different idioms that he used, but like, there's, there's certain things that certain people say to you throughout your life that stick with you. That and like, with you. yeah. And I mean, it's just like things like that, the, just watching my mom and her drive throughout life and just supporting us and the, and my brothers, like, just things that you stick with that are the fundamental core of who you are. Um, right. And, you know, I think those, those are the type of things that kind of like shine through in all aspects of your life. So. Um, right. How I did think, mom feel when Harvard called, even though you laughed, how, how did mom feel about that call? Oh, she was happy. She was happy for sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it took, it was, it took a, a, a good battle to get me to say yes, but really? uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but she was definitely happy, but I mean, I had a, a very good list of academic schools. So, um, I think she would have been already either way. But she was definitely happy that Harvard called. <laughs> well, that's good. So mm -hmm. I have to ask you, um, pal. So after college mm -hmm. and NBA come about, like how does all that work? Like do you get a phone call from like you got a phone call from the coach at Harvard? Like how does that work? And how did you feel about all that? Um, it was good. I mean, I'd been dreaming about trying to get there my whole life. So um just when I got the opportunity, my played summer league for the Brooklyn Nets um, and ended up getting cut. I played overseas that year. And then the following year, I went to training camp and made it, made it on the Suns for a little bit. So that was a great experience. Um, that was a dream come true, you know, just being blessed and, and able to, you know, get my foot in the door at least. Um, right. And, you know, I've, I think I've had a very successful career. Um, didn't stick in the NBA like I wanted to, but like, all the hard work you put in, all the hours in the gym, all the sacrifices your parents make, the flights, the the bus ride, right. the van rides, the you know, the time with your boy in the locker room and like all that you just you appreciate it all when you when you like reach another summit of where you're going. So um, you know, just kind of the look back and and realize the journey that you've come from. Um and like remembering remembering those like kid stories about going and playing at the park and you know when you first learned how to dribble and like having your eyes closed while your older brother just directed you with his voice walking around the block and stuff like that now to wow. to get into this level and it's like who would have thought but like you you think about it and you're like you thought it and you know what I mean like you definitely had help but like you did it so um it's just a feeling of accomplishment that you know you should cherish Okay. And I know um, a little bit of modeling going on, Cal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I like to entertain. So, like, I, I really want to act. Um, I started just trying to build my portfolio, doing some modeling. Um, and I really want to start to, like, you know, get on screen, do some do some films and stuff like that. I, I, I could okay. really see myself doing that in the future. put on some time into it but you know coronavirus has kind of put everything on on yeah. hold right now um so we're working on it though you know there's always life after basketball and you want to always right. continue to you know progress in life and do different things and try different things so um Absolutely. definitely working on it keeping an open mind to all kinds of things but definitely could see uh 
you know, me on the big screen someday. Right, right. I, I can <laughs> see it too. If you don't mind me asking, Cal, how tall are you? I'm just six curious. eight. Six eight. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> well, I, I would have never guessed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so when did you get your growth spurt? Were you in like high school? Or I don't school? know. I I really think I don't know. I think I came out the womb just kind of tall and steady grew. Um, I'm, I was a pretty. I wasn't a, a a grand baby, but I was a pretty big baby, and uh, I just kept growing really i don't think i ever like shot up like five inches right, in a year a or anything like that i was just always one of the bigger people around you know so oh wow mm-hmm. <laughs> so my, my, my mom used to tell us stories about uh my mom used to tell me stories about how like my older brother would just like dominate me but like i just never realized i was just as big as him even though i was like two years right. younger than him but <laughs> so yeah right that's how my kids are mm-hmm. my middle son is about as tall as my oldest son so you can't yeah. bully him you can't, beat can't him bully him can't bully him once they figure it out once they figure it out oh wow so what would you tell our younger generation that may not have the oomph you had Ooh, i'm so country cow may not have the oomph you had you know to to keep striving for greater and keep going so what motivation would you give them uh, I mean, honestly, I would tell this young generation to band together. Um, I know, like, you you all have your individual goals and everything. Everyone does. But, like, in times like this, my biggest message would just be to band together because, like, we as a generation, we as a society, we as a culture, like, you can say whatever word you want for it. We've been doing things the same way for a very long time. And it applies to to everything I just said. So just unite and do something like i said with a passion and a purpose and get just get shit done like do it a different way that's going to be progressive that's gonna actually take us to another level or like just a different realm of of thinking or operating or whatever that may be whatever you know you feel your calling is do it but do it positively and like we don't need to like like when we're at a at a point where our parents and grandparents are like I don't want to be I don't want to have someone my age saying to the younger generation do something differently that's gonna get things to change so I mean I, I really think especially with in today's age like this is the most progressive media driven internet instant information right. society that the world has ever ever seen and so if you want to do something I mean, there's free platforms. There's Facebook the Live, Instagram Live, Zoom. That like you can do it on anything. You can you can get right. your message out there. So like whatever your message is, like I know like BML right now like is huge. And how do you think we're all banding together and stuff? Like IG uh, is a huge huge piece of that. Absolutely. Um, Twitter is a huge piece of that. And so I would say just stick together. Um, and fight the fight that you want with with a pure and and good and good, a pure heart and good intentions, you know. Right, right, right. Absolutely, Cal. Um, I really appreciate you sharing everything with us, giving us motivation, being pure, honest. You know, so I really appreciate all that. Is there any? I don't want to keep you because I know it's Sunday, probably a relaxed day. <laughs> it's all good. You. Um, is there anything else you would want to share with us or anything before we um? 
Um, I mean, not really. I just wait. You know, I hope you guys like the message. I hope you guys are all safe in these crazy times. Honestly, um, um, I hope you know don't make any rash decisions or anything. It's tough times for everyone. Um, whether it's you know mentally, financially, you know physically with with jobs and all that stuff. So just stay positive. Um, just know that everyone has something that they're going through. So, you know, your pain is, is real, but it's also relative. So, um, so just keep that in mind as you know, you're succeeding or struggling through life, especially during these times and, you know, peace and love. All right. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you so much, Kyle. Thank you so much for joining us. You rock. You're amazing. Keep up the great work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Follow me on IG. KKC30. KKC30 on IG. That's Instagram for y'all to know what the IG is. Instagram, KKC30. We appreciate you so much. All right. Y'all be easy. All right. You too. Peace and love, everyone. Bye-bye.